Good morning. <laughs> What's up, bro? How you doing? No, I'm good. You good? Yeah. For all of you tuning in, thank you so much for being part of the Stay Uncomfortable family. This is Johan. It's your boy O. And, uh, bro, what's up? What's up? I haven't seen you all week. It's how how has your week been? You know, tell me. What's today? I always ask. I'm like, what's today? Like, we don't record every Thursday. Thursday, man. Yeah, my week, my week has been. It's been a good week, actually, and I don't just mean that. Like, just by default, like it's literally been a good week. Even my work week went by fast and smooth, and I I didn't really complain. It is it is what it is. We started the weekend. Get paid this Friday, payday. Oh. You already know. Yes, sir. It's probably be gone by Saturday because of bills, but it's all right. That is such a... Thank God that we have <laughs> things to pay bills with. That's a true statement, but it's sad. What about you, brother man? Well, uh, how do I, how do I say this? The week has been fine. It's been a, it's been an okay week, you know. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Um, we gonna we did it last week. I'm gonna say it again this week. Like we're let's just. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get into the habit of rating, rating, you know, emotional, ment- emotional slash mental, spiritual and physical. Right. Go. One out of ten. No fives. Okay, so emotional. I'm at a solid eight. Nice. I'm feeling good. Mental. Four. It's been a rough week. Okay. All right. But because of that spiritual, I'm up to a six. And was there another category? No, I mean mental was like slash mental slash yeah. emotional. Yeah. So in that in that sense, I think I'm doing a lot better than last week. Just a, a little bit tired. So physically, I'm at like at a three. I mean, it's improvement. Yeah, hell yeah, it's an improvement. It's rare when it's all like sevens or eights. Yeah, I don't believe in those. They're there. Mm. They're there. I mean, you see, I mean, me, for example, I think mentally and emotionally, I'm like a, I'm like a seven. Okay. Physically, I haven't gone to the gym. I only like Monday. I only went Monday. So I would give myself like a six. And then spiritually, I give myself like a, like a six as well. Okay. Not bad. You know, I don't, I don't like that rule that fives don't exist. Because it's hard. We all like living in the gray area. No, but like, what if you're like, you're not a four because you're doing better, but you're not really a six because you're getting there. Like, five's a valid number, I would say. No, I don't like using it. It's too, it's too much of an easy answer. All right, all right, I'll, I'll let that one slide. <coughs> you got a question this morning, man? Do I have a question this morning? Yeah, I got a question this morning. All right, what's up? Uh, when was the last time that you and your wife got mad at each other? That me and my wife got mad at each other? Yeah. You talking about like how many times this week? No, no, like just when was the last time? <laughs> Damn. Are you hello, Kate? Yeah, we're fine. Uh I just bother a lot, that's all. Um, nah, man. Uh I wanna say last night. Okay. Last well, night. Well, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. It was just uh a stupid you know when you get home from work and you got like you're like restless and you just do stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was me last night. I was I was on some I was walling out. I was walling out. But it it was it was all right. It was all right. Uh I, I just I know how to fix things as quickly as I get into them. Good. So 
you know, there's that. But um, yeah, that was last night. Eh, it's not. It's not bad, I guess. No. Nah. Happens. You know what? I feel like that's a. That's a really good place to start this show. Because. I want to talk about a lot of things, but do do you have? Are you going to answer the question? Am I going to answer the question? Yeah. Uh. No, we haven't argued in a while. All right, there you go. There you go. Good for you. Good for you. Anyway, <laughs> um, it, it's it's a good place to start the the, the show because I kind of just wanted to to be a little bit more laid back with the show today, right? And just talk about problems that men face and why. Like, what have you noticed where we are as a like as a species, males, mentally, physically? Like what we're going for, and I haven't really paid attention. You haven't. It's I mean, I know that there's problems out there, but it kind of just seems so. It adds to the point where it seems so normal that it's not even seen as a problem anymore. Yeah, but 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 then you also have to like you have to understand that we we as a society as men we have the short end of the stick on a lot of things. Like just like women have the short end of the stick in some deals, men have the short end of the stick in, in others. And I, I don't feel like it should be like that, you know. But then I start to look at what men are going through. Like, I feel like it's more of the cultural setting that we're in, mm-hmm. specifically in America, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for example, what is the difference that you notice between men from 30, 40 years ago, right. our age, 40 years ago? So let's say a man in his mid-20s back in the 80s okay, versus a man in his mid-20s now. Okay. I see a lot of differences, a lot of bad differences, like things that we we had back then we don't have anymore. Like what? For example, values. Family values were a lot more prominent back in the in the eighties and nineties, especially for black men. I love that era, to be honest. Bro, honestly, if if I could have grown up, not even been born, like maybe been born in the 70s. like like be a teenager exactly. in the be, yeah. be a teenager in the eighties. I I don't know why, but the eighties just is just fascinating. One of my favorite movies is I don't know if anybody's seen it on the live. But one of my favorite movies was Dazed and Confused, and I just love. Yes. I don't know why I love that. I'm not a hippie or anything, or I'm not into like, but I just love that era of. You're a freaking hippie, bro. <laughs> you got you got. Holes in your ears, you got ink on your skin. You're a hippie, bro. Look at the beanie you're wearing. Oh, yeah, I'm a rebel, huh? And, you know, you're a hippie. <laughs> now I'm playing. I'm playing. But I, I just love that. I love that era, and I love how everybody was kind of so free, and everybody really took advantage of their teen years. Yeah. But I also love that they, when it was time to be a man and grow up, they they did it. They did it. And happily so. Yeah, they didn't shy away from it. Which is very confusing to me why that's not a thing now. Because if you ask yourself, what are the values that men are going for now? Mm-hmm. Uh, shiny things. What can other people see? They're looking for external values. What can they exude? What can somebody else see? It's like um, I was watching uh, another podcast, and they are like, every time somebody pulls up on, at a stoplight right next to me, I'm in my hoopty, and they're in their, like, their AMG, Mercedes-Benz, whatever. Yeah. All I see is that person is probably in debt. Yeah, that person probably does not own that vehicle, and the reason we buy these things is not even for us to feel satisfied. Which don't get me wrong, if I get that Tundra I really want, I'm gonna feel nice because that, that's here, my car. Here you go. I, I want, <laughs> hey, I want a Tundra and I want a Tahoe. I want a lot of things, right? But then I understand that there's a certain part of me, if I'm being honest, that just wants to show off. 
Yeah. I, I can't. I, I I cannot get around the fact that yes, I want other people to see, I got this nice vehicle. You want other people to see that you're doing well in life. Exactly. But maybe there's a you know something even further down that just wants to say, hey, maybe you want to tell yourself that you're doing well in life. Yeah, that you too. Know? So it's to to a certain point, it's not like the the unhealthiest thing. Mm-hmm. But going back to the whole '80s thing, there um. In those movies, like in that '70s show, mm-hmm. in in Days and Confused, in any great movie prior to 2010, prior to 2000, let's say 2007. Okay. I noticed that people are a lot more interesting. They have a lot more personality. Back then, you mean? Back then. Okay. Their values were out there, and I'm like, what happened? I you saw the post I posted the other day that I said. I understand now our parents were way cooler than we are. You didn't put any context to that? No, no. I was just thinking about that. I was yeah. Like, I was like thinking about the fact that they went out and did stuff. I think it's because they, they were very, the sense of individuality, I think that's what it was. I think everybody back then was just not afraid of just being themselves. Bro. Yeah, we everybody still wanted to fit in, but within the means of like, okay, this is who I am. You're still gonna accept me, or you're just not gonna accept me. But I'm gonna be me. Yeah. And I just think with the whole social media thing and everybody, I feel like everybody's just copying and pasting one another. Yeah, and, and you know, now that you bring that up, I was gonna leave this for later. You know what? I am gonna leave it for later. We are gonna come back to that. But don't forget. No, I won't because it's a very important part of my whole spiel today. I'm thinking about my parents, right? Okay. My mom and dad. They're both from the Dominican Republic. Okay. And. and the fact that they left their homeland in the 80s mm-hmm. to come to a whole different country that they had no idea, they didn't speak the language, they didn't know the culture, they didn't know how fast-paced this country was. I'm like, that in itself is a power move that takes a lot of guts to do. But they got it done because they understood the way of life here was a lot easier to, to support their ways over there. Right. And even that in itself, you have to ask yourself, how many people are willing to do that today? How many men are willing to leave where they are because they want a better life for themselves? Even even in the in the small context of things, like for example, for I was gonna say that like it, like I feel like a lot of men are, are are willing to make the small sacrificials like sacrifices to get to where they need to to be. Well, but, but then you have to ask yourself: Are they really? Are they really? Because there's a lot of how do I put this? You got to be real self aware. You do, but, but all right, for example, let me put it this way. Months ago, I made a video talking about how working is a privilege if you're a husband because a lot of people don't see it that way. Mm. And I explained, listen, when you have the woman of your dreams, the woman that you love in your bed, in your home, and you get to provide for her, you get to go to work every day because not even people don't even have that luxury all the time. They don't get to go to work. They can't. They don't, they're unemployed, right. and they want to work. When you get to go out there and do that for her, that's a privilege. Because if it was not you, somebody else is going to be doing it. True. So, so you're blessed enough to do it. And even so, you're blessed enough to have a job, blessed enough to be able to put food on the table. And men were just flooding into the comment section. How is working a privilege? You're so disconnected. You're so out of touch. Brother, I'm a middle-class citizen, just like you are. I don't enjoy going to work. Nobody enjoys going to work. Facts. We don't. We don't enjoy. Listen, working is not fun. We're not out there, you know. I I don't even know. We're not out there shooting hoops at, at work, even though some workplaces like to pander and install hoops. Yeah, but you but, know. 
but the point is we're not out here having fun. We're making it happen. And that's what I that's what I feel is missing from from men nowadays. Like back then making it happen was a privilege was was like no, I have to make it happen and there's no other way around it. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. Now nowadays it's like what do you bring to the table? Bro, that's really not a question they should be asking right now. In my opinion, because we've just we've shifted values a lot. Before men made it happen, their wives took care of the home, took care of the kids, everybody took care of each other, and everybody was happy. The dynamic is different. I think I think it I think it's a constant cycle of just and I was speaking to somebody about this the other day. I think it's just a constant cycle of um just I don't want to use the word trash. But I think it's just a constant cycle of trash human beings that is going around. It's a recycled thing where it's like it starts. It started off with one. Yeah. Somebody just had to have the question. Something like, "Oh," and I'm not blaming women, but it's like, okay, now I don't want to blame women, but the whole women empowerment thing, like, okay, now I want to work. Now I am a boss. Now I'm a you know demasculates the man. Which yeah. me personally, if my wife or girl wants to work, whatever, you go ahead. Exactly. Be your own thing. But I think it just goes as far as a lot of men. It hurts a lot of men's egos that a lot of women want to be their own, want to have a personality outside of being so-and-so's wife. Yeah. Outside of, oh, I'm just the mother of so-and-so. Which is, honestly, that's one of the few things that I enjoy about modern relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like women are given a much bigger spotlight. They're given more value. They're given more intrinsic value. Like, no, you're an intelligent human being, Mm -hmm. and you can. But, but I feel like, to a certain point, maybe not to the degree that it is today, obviously, but to a certain point, with men who love their wives, that's always been the case. I think that makes things so much interesting. The fact that you can nowadays, and I'm just tapping into maybe a little bit of positivity from this. I think it's just so much interesting that nowadays you can meet somebody, and they are not just a copy and paste. Yeah, that they have you know, their own train of their own thoughts, their own dreams, their own values. And I think that just makes the connection or in the compatibility a lot more deeper. Bro, I'll tell you this right now. The most attractive, I think I said this before. The most attractive I find my wife is when she's doing her own thing. When she's making her YouTube videos, when she's editing, when she's reading, when when she's making her call whenever she's in her zone her element exactly when she, whenever she's doing something that she's passionate about that's when i find my wife the most attractive because that is her that's who she is and she is doing what she would do with or without me yeah you know and i feel like that's something that we can actually it's, it's a good thing that we have nowadays that women have a lot more freedom to do what they want to do but my problem is not with the women in this scenario. It's with the men. Because just like I feel like women have progressed in their way of thinking. Well, some of them. A lot of them are... Sprinklers. Yes, so, uh, but Whatever. A lot of them have pro- uh, progressed, but a lot of men have regressed in what should be the male role. Yes. You're hearing it from me. I believe in, in general to a certain degree. Yeah, me too. I believe that men are intrinsically designed for one thing. We we bear the burden of of, uh, of leadership, which is not telling you what to do. It's showing us showing where to go. Right. It's a big difference. We bear the burden of responsibility over the home. Like I always say, priest, provider, protector. 
priest, we are supposed to bring you closer to God. Provider, we're supposed to make sure that you have something in your stomach. And protector, we're supposed to make sure that you feel safe. Without those basic three things, you are not a man who is worthy of being a husband. That's harsh. But it's true. It's true. And guess what? Those are three things that we're lacking today. Across the board. What do you think is the biggest one? Well, they're all pretty big, but... Yeah, I feel like it's honestly across the board. Yeah. I feel like men, uh, again, if we're going by the PPP model, priest, provider, protector, men no longer care about their their family's spiritual well-being, which is very important. Men... No. Even Christian men don't. Even Christian, bro. Can, like, can we can we touch on that yeah, real absolutely, quick? Absolutely. I just think Christian men, just like the ones who aren't believers, I feel like they're so focused on just looking like the perfect Christian couple within the means of the church Yeah, that behind closed doors, they don't do any of that. Like they don't, they don't, they don't set up a time where they pray with their families. No. They don't set up a time where they read the Bible and, you know, introduce kids to the word of God and things like that. So I think in, within the, the church, that, that just happens way too often. The whole, you know, I'm in church now. Look at my family. We're all we're all dressed the same. We're all dressed in green today. That means we're all united. But it's in so reality. outwardly. It's so, pro, it's like, you know, projecting. Exactly. What can another person say about me? Yeah. And I've noticed that mo- the more men do that, the less engaging they are with their wives, with mm-hmm. their families. Like We've grown up in church our whole times, and, like, some of the, unfortunately... And yes, we're gonna say unfortunately some of the worst examples of men that we've seen have come from churches. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah. How is it? How is it that the the prime example of what a man should be? You literally have like we we were blessed enough to have gracefully enough to have the blueprint of what love is. Yeah. And yet you are you give the bare minimum when you're an incompetent husband. Dang. The- Nothing bothers me more than when I go that when I go to church and I see the man with his hands up praising God, and then the wife with the kid breastfeeding. Uh, she has to take time from the service, go change the diaper, go do this, go do that, and Bro, that, you know that really irks me. And and forget about church for a second. Right. Mm-hmm. In any context, in any setting, mm-hmm. it really irks me when the man automatically passes off the responsibility of raising a child to the woman. Mm-hmm. It really does. W- when was the last time you carried that child? Bro, I have seen it happen in your culture, in my culture. Only when it's peaceful. Bro, and then when, as soon as the tantrum starts, it's like, oh, take your child. Bro, listen, I remember. I've seen it happen many times, many times. The father is carrying the child and then the women of the family... Tell the mother, oh, carry your child. Take 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 the kid from him. What? A, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know why I know that's not necessarily a cultural thing? Because my father was as involved, and he worked a full-time job. Mm-hmm. He worked, That man used to work for Ralph Lauren. I said Lauren. <laughs> Ralph Lauren. He used to work for that, for, for him. Like, sewing and everything. Yeah. He was, I'm telling you. Point is, he would work long days. Come home. Where are the kids? Let me shower them. Let me spend some time with them. Yeah. He would take, he would like take us. We have like vintage pictures of this, mm-hmm. both of us, and just in the bed watching baseball. That's such a nice image. Bro, I got those pictures. That's I, nice. I, it's, here's the thing 
Why are we not working towards that in society? Why are men moving away from those values? But going back to the to what you know what you were asking me, what's the most pro- prominent in these issues? All of them. Uh, men no longer want to bring their wives to God. Yeah. Men no longer see themselves as the primary provider. They say, oh, well, what is she doing? What is she doing? What happened to men taking care of things? Mm-hmm. What happened to us going out there hustling and making sure that our, our wives have food on the table, a, a roof over their head? They don't have to stress financially, which is the number three leading div- uh, cause of divorce in the country. Yeah, finances. Finances. The third leading cause of divorce. And then protector. Do our wives feel safe around us? And we're not talking about throwing hands. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about making sure that your wife feels safe around you. Mm-hmm. Talking about your wife feels safe whenever she goes to a place. She knows that your eye isn't going to be wandering. Mm-hmm. She knows that her priority, her her, her uh, well-being comes first. That is what I'm talking about. Do you protect her emotions? Do you protect the way that she sees you? Because are that's you, another thing. Are you a safe space? Exactly. Do you? Did you know that the way that your wife perceives you is actually an important thing? Oh, well, she's my wife. We're married. We, uh, you know, we have kids together. We're a family brother. She stopped seeing you as a man years ago because mm-hmm. you no longer take care of her. You no longer care about the way that she feels about you. Her opinion about you has dwindled because the things that her friends have been telling her, she's noticed that they're true. And at first, she was trying to protect you and defend you, but then it's just to the point. And you see that so much in the workplace. Like, you just be minding your own business, and then all of a sudden, like, you hear amongst other women amongst each other, like, oh, my husband is this, this, and that. Like, I, like, I can't wait to leave him, or like, that's why I be cheating. And yeah, it's terrible. It is. It's, it's, it's honestly, I think sad is the word. Because yeah. we, we're. We're really trade. I don't know how to say the the saying in English, because whatever. I'm I'm not gonna say that. We are trading values that are good for values that are not, and we're doing it under the 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 guise that these values are fire. We're good. No, this is what it is now. Every man cheats. Every woman cheats. Everybody does this. The women are working in the work. They're in the workforce now. Which, by the way, I don't want this to be misinterpreted. I love the fact. That women can work now, that they can go out there and get their own. I think it comes. I think to be honest, I think ultimately it comes down to, I think people see more value in just being single than just coming together with somebody because being single, yeah, okay, let's be real. You have the freedom to do whatever you want, go wherever you want, talk to whoever you want, make as much money, spend it on whatever you want. Yeah, and nobody wants to commit to sharing none of that with somebody else. That I is. think that's ultimately what it really comes down to. We don't see, we don't see the like as we see it. You know, we spoke about it last week. We see everything as a transaction. Yeah, a lot of men don't really just don't really see the value or the benefit of marrying or even being with somebody or even moving in with somebody. Which is, which is, can we talk about that for a second? I've there's been a, a very trendy thing to say as of I want to say twenty years ago to now. Marriage is not beneficial for the man. Marriage is not beneficial for the woman. On both sides, people are saying, oh, well, women get the short end of the stick when it comes to marriage. No, men get the short end of the stick when it comes to marriage. In what context are you saying that? 
That's the first thing. People are saying that nowadays marriage is risky. Being single, dying single, that is a risky move. Because you, you need to ask yourself, what about your legacy? What are you working towards? Is that no longer something that men uh, fight for nowadays? Because back in the day, what, you, what your legacy was, that was important. Yeah, what you left behind. Passing down your last name, that was important. Being a man that society respected was an important thing. Now, I get my own, everybody mind their business, and that's it. That is such a bleak society. I think men are just being little boys about everything. We are. That is straight up the truth. We're being little boys about everything, and we we lack the we, we lack the desire to 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 learn and to value things in life. Yeah, like there's there's no reason why a man at a certain age, you know, yeah, we all go through things, but there's no reason that a man at a certain age shouldn't shouldn't have shouldn't have basic shouldn't like in his time of singleness and in being an individual. There's a, there's a, there's no reason a man at a certain age shouldn't have his ish together yeah it's true there's just no reason and then and then they want to go and blame the women because women are all they're all this they're all that they all just want to sleep around but we all go back to it's the same women that you attract you can't be mad you can't be you can't be mad when when you're with a woman and she wants to be treated a certain way but then because your ignorance you just feel like she just wants something from you exactly but then that, that says more about you than about her because why is your taste in women always bringing you back to the same type of person. Yeah. Why is what what are you doing to to attract a better woman or higher value woman? And number three, are you somebody who deserves to attract somebody like that? It goes it all goes back to like the whole transaction thing. Like exactly. I don't see a benefit in being with somebody. I don't need somebody breathing down my neck telling me I can't do this, telling me to do that. But it's, it's all the it's the long term game. I feel like if we stop seeing, th- like I said it last week, if we stop seeing things as transactions and start to see them as investments, this whole thing can be fixed. Number one, the first investment should be yourself. Are you investing in yourself to be a better man? Before you even get into exactly. anything, exactly. Are you investing in yourself any any bad habits you had? Are you investing in yourself to get rid of those? Are you investing in yourself to be a good person financially? Because yes. As much as I say, don't go for a man just because of his money, I also say your money is an excellent asset, and it will prevent you a lot of heartache in the future. Money management. Exactly. Money is an excellent tool, a horrible friend. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, are you doing what you have to do to get your money up, not your funny up? (laughs) And, And number three, you also have to ask yourself, are you somebody who is willing to deal with another person? Are you investing in yourself to deal with another person physically, psychologically, all those things? After that investment has gone through, then you can invest in another person. Again, not a transaction. It's not what I do for you, you do for me. We we expect that transaction immediately. Mm -hmm. No, sometimes you're not going to get out of it what you put into it immediately. But in the future, you're going to get a whole lot more than what you put into it initially. Exactly. But we're not thinking like that. No, we're just thinking about the now. Exactly, which goes back to your point. We're being little boys about this. Honestly, we, uh, I hate to sound like a boomer, bro. I really do. But we are a generation of boys. It's so sad to say that. And the the, the more the generations go by, the the more bleak and insignificant values become. Yeah, then we just start to put values in things that don't even matter, really. Y- yo, listen, I... Manny said he's sick of my one-liners when I said get your money up, not your funny up. 
Oscar laughed, so that's all that matters. Uh, every 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 time I, I consider where we are, I have to ask myself. I'm going to ask you the question: What is the single worst thing that has happened to men? We're talking about men being little boys, right? Okay. We're talking about men not wanting to achieve their goals. We're talking about men always complaining and blaming women for their issues. What is the single worst thing that has happened to men that has led to all of this? Think about the last 20 years. I already, I don't got to think that far. I already know. What? Accountability. Accountability? I really think that's it. Lack, lack of accountability. Yeah. So basically, men no longer want to be accountable. They no longer want to uh, basically be responsible or own up to, to their actions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's my answer because... If you don't have anybody or anything to that holds you accountable to to being a man and 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 telling you when you're doing something wrong and trying to lead you to the right way, then we just walk around life blindlessly, thinking that what we're doing is the correct way. Yeah, we do walk around life like that. It, it, it's it's sad because the truth is that whenever we try to hold men accountable. They then, in turn, snap. Like, oh, that's my business. Oh, they just blame it on the women. They blame it on the women. They blame it on on everything else except for themselves. Uh, I think that's the. I think that's a human thing at this point. That's really what's ruining a lot of things. Apart from just everybody genuinely being away from God, mm-hmm. I just think accountability is is what's keeping everybody from really moving forward in their personal lives. That's true. Men and women. And we all just want to play the blame game. We all just want to blame it on this person's a cancer. We all just want to blame it on the vibes weren't right. We all just want to. We all want to point fingers instead of just realizing that at one point it's like, okay, I'm, you know. You, you, that's the thing. Then they're never the problem. Yeah, because everybody everybody walks around like they're like they're the most. And I might go on a rant real quick. Go everybody ahead. everybody goes around thinking that they are at their at the most superior at the most superior stage in their lives where they are just flourishing in every aspect of their life just because of where they are physically. Just because you 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 go to the gym a few times, just because you 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 read a little bit, just because but there's so many there's people who just have such shitty characters. Yeah. That they, and they're blinded by their actions because their actions look like they produce productivity. Mhm. But inside, they're still just, they're, they're still, they still have that inner child that has the wheel. Yeah. To the car. Everybody, yeah, I'm reading this book and I'm reading this self book, but yeah, you're still petty about the relationship that, that, that left you two years ago. Yep. Every, yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to the gym, I'm working on myself. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the, the moment somebody says something that's against what you believe in, now you no longer want to be friends with them. Now you want to cut them off from your life and now you're alone with. It's that refusal to heal. It's the it's the it's the little thing that that we ch- decide to ignore because oh this is who we are. Yeah. It's the little scar that still kind of is almost still a little bit open. Isn't that isn't that like a cop out though? Oh, this is who I am, and and that's that's you got to deal with and it. And you got to deal with it. That is such a that's a childish thing to yo talking about accountability and all that because you're you're hitting the nail on something that's very relevant to me because. This week, somebody told me, and I'm not sure if you saw it, this man, he was like, oh, my wife and I, we don't, she doesn't correct me, 
because she's not I'm not her child. Mm-hmm. That's stupid because I made a video about how you know things that m- married men have to stop doing, and one of them were uh, getting upset when your wife holds you accountable right. for, for you know for your actions right. and accepting correction. Right. This man was like, "Oh well, women shouldn't be holding their husbands accountable. That's just stupid. I'm not their child." And funny, funnily enough, he was like, "I don't know how you even have any followers." He was following me. But that's a whole different story. And I'm like, "Is this is this what, what we're thinking like?" Nowadays, but then he says that he's been with his wife for 28 years. How do you make it three decades into marriage and think that your wife shouldn't cry. and think that you're above correction? I think it comes to sometimes where we who we get it from. Sometimes men see their wives as less, and they probably just think, "Who are you to correct me?" And that and that bothers me so much because sometimes, and it's happened in my own life where I've tried to correct somebody. I've told somebody, like, take this path, do this. Don't do what you're doing because in the long run, what you're doing is going to end up bad. Yeah. And they'll look at me and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then what they do turns out, turns against them. They'll hear the same thing from somebody else. And, they, and they'll come to me and be like, yeah, I'm going to just stop doing this because so-and-so told me. I'm like, like, I didn't tell you that two months ago. What the hell? How? It's who it comes from. These are the little signs that just show that somebody doesn't respect you. That is... That's true. That's all it is. That's really... If you, you like, boil it down to what the real intention or or the real sentiment is behind that that's a lack of respect right like there. how are you how are you not and, and we got to put that to the side because how are you not willing to learn from me because of how you view me even though i'm saying morally or whatever the case may be even though i'm saying exactly what needs to be said in order for you to progress yeah you're just gonna continue to do your own thing like i just didn't tell you something but then somebody else of who you might see higher than your own husband or than your own, you know, whatever, tells you something, and, you're, and then you're going to take it into account. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, you you were right. That's disrespectful. And, and and the funny thing is, I say, specifically about men, right? If you believe that your wife does not have the right to correct you or to hold you accountable, that means that you're one of three men or all of these three men. Number one, you think that your wife is dumb. Number two, you think that you're above correction and you can do no wrong. Or number three, you think that you're more important than her. In each case, you shouldn't be married. And I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. We've come to the point that even our wives can't hold us accountable. And, and my question is, brother, if your wife can't hold you accountable, who, who can? If the woman that you chose to be your partner for life Cannot correct you when you're wrong. Who can? Nobody. And and it, it's so true when you say that men don't want to be held accountable. We we really don't want to go down the. You know why? Because if we start being held accountable, we're gonna start to realize a lot of things wrong with us, a lot of issues. We're gonna start to notice that we're not all that. We're gonna start to notice maybe we do have some skeletons in the closet that we mm-hmm. need to clean out. We're going to start to notice that maybe we're not as in touch with our emotions as we thought we were. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is some childhood trauma that happened to me that I don't want to address. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do talk to you in a way that you shouldn't be talked to. Maybe I do see you in a light that you shouldn't be seen. Maybe I don't see myself yep. how it should be seen. That takes work. So th- all that you just said, that takes like 
it takes it takes work. You know why? Because accountability is the path to healing. You cannot heal if you're not accountable. You can't heal from what you can't reveal. Write that down. I did. Oh, so this is coming straight out from the book. Yeah. All right. You can't heal what you don't reveal. All right. If you don't speak about it, how do you plan on ever healing or expecting anybody to understand you? You don't even want to understand yourself because you don't even... We we're so deep into our trauma that whenever that whenever we have an issue with something, we don't even we don't even speak the name of it because we're that scared of it. We rather just say that thing. We're either we're either terrified of it or we're numb to it. Mm-hmm. Both are wrong. Both are terrible. Both lead you to places that you don't want to be in. Something happened. For an example, something might have happened with your with your as a man. Something might have happened in your youth where maybe somebody somebody touched you, right? Let's, yeah. let's get into that. Maybe somebody touched you in a way that it's inappropriate. Instead of even when you do speak about it, instead of just saying, yeah, this happened, it's like the thing from my youth. Yeah. You know, a lot of us, we 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 stay in those youth days. Like, have you ever met a man that is like in his 30s, but he still acts like he's in high school? That's because of what I said earlier. Many times we're just, many times the, the our, our older selves are just in the back seat with tape around our mouths tied up, and then our ch- our child version is the one driving exactly. the car. Well, but, but, but the, the example goes so much deeper, because you need to think to yourself. Who are you in high school and who are you now? Right? The maturity level, the difference is, is staggering. Or I hope it is. For example, let me ask you this. What was one of the dumbest things you did in high school? One of the dumbest things I did in high school? Yeah. That that you can say legally on the on the screen. <laughs> I mean, I there was at one point I went through this phase where I, I wasn't myself. And yeah. I and during this stage I was I was there was a trend of sagging your pants. Yes. I, I was I remember. I was in that stage of sagging my pants down to like my knees and I was just walking around with one of my friends with your butt out. Yeah, with my cheeks out. I was I was pretty much I was very quiet during my high school years, but during, I think this was like maybe like sophomore year. I'm judging you so hard. But, I know this was in high school, but I'm, But I was just Yeah. I'm judging you. But that was dumb. Yeah, that was very dumb. Now now what does a 25-year-old sagging look like to you? A 25-year-old? No, no. At work, at the place of, of, of employment, they, no, you can't You can't come in like that. I'm sorry. Like, you will fall off the forklift, sir. You can't. You, oh, my You, you can't do. Bro, listen. In high school, I remember. This is one of the stupidest things I've ever done, which to this day, Stephanie, if you're listening to this, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. Listen. You're, you'll understand in a second. So I lost the bet. I don't even remember what the bet was. Point is, because I lost the bet, I had to ask a girl in the class if she wanted to go out with me. Right? Really pretty girl. She was Salvadorian. Her name was Stephanie. I'm like, the, the, the entire premise was that she was going to say no. And I was going to get embarrassed in front of everyone. Right. That was the bet. Right? Right. So I go up to her and I and I just like, hey Stephanie, so just wanted to know if you wanted to go out. She was like, really? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, no, because I had no intention to, you know, whatever. And I was like, Stephanie, I'm sorry, that, that was I lost the bet. Imagine telling somebody that you lost the bet and that's the only reason they're you're asking them out. I know what it's like because I was the person. I was Stephanie, in my case. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's but 
that's the that's a terrible thing. And and that see that's where trauma comes from, and you don't even realize exactly. it. Exactly. Like, what if I'm the cause of her trauma now? Yeah. Like that's something that I have to own up to. And sure, I was 16 when I did it. That doesn't mean that I didn't have something between my brain. Self-esteem and confidence. Just to know somebody drain. had to come that somebody came up to you because they lost a bet. Down the drain. Down the drain. Again, Stephanie, if you're watching this, I apologize. That was stupid of me to do. However, however, I understand, not justifying it, that was a high school brain that I had. I was in I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. We still I still was in middle school type type vibe, you know. That being said, there's men out here acting like they're in high school. They don't want to be held accountable. They just want to live life. They just want to do what they want to do. They yep. don't, they want to keep living in their peak years. It, which if if your peak years are in high school, it happens it, all it, the time. No, 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 no. No. I'm not justifying, but it just happens all the time. Listen. Listen. I never understand when people say, "Oh, you peaked in high school." I don't. I don't get that because you're you. Those are what four S- seven. No, well, high school's four years. You, no, yeah, but those that's seventeen years that you live up to. Right. You, you, like many people graduate high school before they're seventeen. Seventeen to eighteen years. That's it. That's mm-hmm. when you peaked. That's that. That was a prime of your life. You don't see yourself being a man. Of business, being a family man, because I feel I don't care how popular you were in high school. Getting married and having children, that's a much more significant event. That's cool. That's what's cool now. Man, it, it, I'm telling you. It's a rarity now. We're backwards. We're backwards. You say that accountability or lack of accountability is the single worst thing to happen to men. I beg to differ. I think the single worst thing to happen to men, cell phones. Having social media, eyes on you at all times, accessibility to everyone at all times. That is what I feel is the single worst thing. I, I know it's the single worst thing to happen to me. Because I remember that before I had a phone, I told you this all the time. You were I, smart. I was able to think a lot clearer, talk a lot better, sleep a lot better. I was well rested. I Now, bro, I, I can't. I cannot get through a sentence without stuttering. Yeah, that's true. I remember. I can't procrastinate. I, I I didn't used to procrastinate. That was not a thing. I, the word procrastination was introduced to me in high school because I didn't even know what that was. I didn't have a phone in high school. Homework did that before I left the school. That's how I learned how to play all those instruments. That's how I learned how to deal with graphics, how to deal with social. That's how I learned how to do all that stuff. As soon as I got a phone, and I really wanted a phone because everybody had one. Everybody had one. That, that's the mistake. I wanted to follow the, the, the culture mm-hmm. instead of trying to be counterculture. Now, I wish I could get rid of my phone. And we always say, I can. It's possible. But we all know that's not going to happen. We all know that that's one of those things that you just have to work around it. But at the end of the day, I remember... My my decline in mental function started when I got my first phone. Now, don't you think that you lack accountability because you blame the phone? No, because I'm I'm being accountable to the fact that I know that I have a problem with my phone. Okay. So I, I'm not blaming the phone for my problems. I'm 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 saying that. That is the worst thing. You know what? Let me rephrase that. Let's not say that phones are the worst thing that happened to men. An unmanaged level of entertainment is the worst thing to happen to men. That is the worst thing. 
Because what I do on my phone, the, the amount of time that I spend on my phone, other men spend in front of a PlayStation. I would change not phone. I would change it to social media. Well, no, not even because let's say that uh, some men aren't really on their phones like that, right? On the flip side, they spend hours, un- unregulated hours, gaming. Yeah. So it's it's more, again, it's more an unchecked level of entertainment. That's the real problem. Because if you're giving your, your you know, three, seven hours to a video game, even if you're single, what are you doing with your life? When you're on, let's say that you have weekends off and you spend all of Saturday and most of Sunday gaming, what are you doing with your life? That's not giving you any value unless you're going to become a streamer. Unless you're going to become somebody who is making money off of that, which that's a benefit of the modern age. You can make a career out of being lazy. Out of being on your phone? Well, I said that, yes. (laughs) Bro. Men can't use tools anymore. They can't use a hammer. They can't use chainsaws. They can't use any. And that that, that sounds kind of like bro-ish or whatever. No, honestly, the, the amount of men that are able to do things with their hands is going down. It's basic. There was, there was a, a study that shows that men, like, like the the ability to to do things with your hands, like install things, electricity, walls, and all that stuff, has gone down tremendously. By I don't know how many hundreds of, of points. Back in the day, men took care of things around the house. Now, to install a light bulb, an electrician, I'm exaggerating, obviously. But what I'm saying is, you, you cannot waste away doing these things. You know, so somebody says maturity is the ability to delay pleasure. The ability to say not now to yourself. The ability to say no. If we're always constantly feeding into that, we're not mature by definition. We we lack that. We lack discipline. We don't have discipline anymore. What I want to eat, that's what I'm going to eat. I'm going to go get it, and that's it. So like you were saying yesterday on your video, we're not taking care of our bodies. We're not taking care of ourselves in, in any way. We, we have completely fallen off the wagon mm-hmm. as men. And that is reflecting on divorce rates. It's reflecting on how children are being raised. It's reflecting on how men are speaking to other women and to other men and how they view themselves. It all goes back to just the work you put in in the stage of being a single man or a single woman. Yeah, that's true. That's all it comes down to. You're your own individual at that point. At that point, you have nobody to blame for anything. This is the stage where you have to do the internal work. You have to. While you're single. Whether that's, again, gym, reading, go to church, you know, meditate, whatever. This is the time where it needs to happen. Yes. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. If you want to find, because I don't care where you are in life. The ultimate, one of the most important things in the life of a human being or anything living in general is to mate. Is to mate. To be with somebody. Yeah. It's natural. It's natural. I don't care. Oh, I'll be single for the rest of my life. No, you don't want that. You're just speaking from a place of hurt. Can I talk about that for a quick second? We, they say we want to be single for the rest of our life. Bro, you're a hoe. You're with everyone that comes your way. If you really wanted to be single, then just stay single. For me, being a promiscuous man, that's not being single. That's being out of control. That's being undisciplined. 
but they say, no, I'll be single for the rest of my life. Oh, but you're giving husband privileges to other women who aren't your wives, and they're giving wifey privileges to you who are not your husband, who are not their husbands. Oh, I'll be single for the rest of my life, but you can't stay out of anyone's pants. You're always looking for the next come up. You're always looking for the next woman to come your way and to look at you sideways, and you already know, oh, well, that, guess what I'm doing tonight. You're not disciplined. You're not single. You're a hoe. And I, 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 and I, I don't have a problem calling men hoes. I really don't. Because if you're always doing that, if, you're, you're, if you don't learn how to take care of yourself, because that's taking care of yourself. The, I always say a man who is constantly sleeping around with someone is a man who doesn't respect himself. Because you're giving your body up to other people. Mm-hmm. That's you. You only have one body. And I always bring up the example. You wouldn't give your phone password away, but you'll give your body away. That doesn't make any sense to me. That isn't consistent. Why do we believe that? Because we have been sold lies. We have been sold lies. Bro, we were talking about the 80s earlier, right? Right. What were the sitcoms that were on TV in the 80s? Family Matters. Family the Matters. Fresh Prince. Uh, well, Full House. 92, but yeah. Full House. Full House. Um... What is the constant variable in all of those shows? I'm going to say value. Like to show you the value of my family. But even more so, a prominent male role model. In Fresh Prince, Uncle Phil. In Family Matters, Carl Winslow. Carl. In, fa- in in Full House, it was three of them. It was mm-hmm. the dad who was a single father. It, uh, what was his name? Joey and Jesse. Joey, Jesse, and what was Bob Saget's character? I forgot. He was the dad. He was well. I they just call him dad because whatever. But he had a name. Danny. Danny Tanner. That was his name. Oh, look at you, bro. Look at you. I love those shows, bro. They're, they're great shows. They had prominent male role models. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that just went out the window. It went out the window. All of a sudden, we don't have any role, male role models. We don't have any men on TV that we respect telling us to be good fathers, to mm-hmm. be good husbands. We don't even have any. We have very few men on social media that are like that. Very few. Because, yeah, I see on social media sometimes I do see the dads with their kids and I do see the dads doing their thing. But then with those are the ones that we just swipe. Yeah. Bro, I, I love seeing, like, TikToks where it's like their family. And even that is intentional because can I can I be honest real quick? Go ahead. Maybe a few months back at the beginning of the year, my tick my Instagram wasn't probably the cleanest. Yeah. Not by intent, but you. just from like just following people in the past or whatever. Yeah. And I made the choice just one night. I'm like, you know what? This does not bring anything to me. And I completely cleansed my whole Instagram. Do they still show up? Yes. But at that point, I swipe where I just clicked the uninterested, but I stopped following so many people. One that were celebrities that, you know, women, yeah, whatever, yeah, that were women celebrities that they looked appealing. I'm like, you know what? You don't even know who I am. Mm-hmm. Unfollow. Yeah. Women or websites that just showed twerking or whatever. You know what? Gone. You bring nothing to me. What did I start doing intentionally? Intentionally, because this is not what the flesh wants us to do. Intentionally, what did I start doing? I started following fitness guys. Yeah. I started following more. You started to retrain your algorithm. Exactly. Because since I'm already going to spend most of my, you know, a lot of, whatever, most of my time or a lot of my time on a phone, I might as well get something productive that I can make, that can make me reflect on who I want to be. That is true. That is true. And that's actually a very interesting premise. Do you think that we can retrain our algorithms in real life? Yeah. Do we want to? That's no. the question. 
yeah, let me. So the algorithm feeds you because it's crazy. Your phone knows what you look at and how long you look at that thing for. Mm-hmm. And based on that, it trains the algorithm to show you more or less of that mm-hmm. in real life. Have you noticed that when you want a car out of nowhere, you start seeing that car everywhere? Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. Bro, yeah. I have seen so many SRTs lately. Does I want one? <laughs> it doesn't even matter what which one it is. Right. Durango, Challenger. I've seen I've seen so many of them. Right. I didn't even know that car existed a few years ago. Yeah. And I didn't really notice it. So in real life, do you think we can retrain because I feel like the algorithm in this case would be our brains. Because depending on what we want, our brain focuses on that thing. The algorithm in real life is our actions and who we surround ourselves with. Well, I feel like our actions train the algorithm. Like what you do. For example, if you're somebody who's addicted to adult videos, you're going to train your brain to constantly go back to that. That's the algorithm. It's your action. At the end of the day. Yeah, at that point, it's a cognitive thing where, 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 where you, you know, sometimes you just go to it. As people, as you and me that were ex-porn stars, you know how many times I've watched porn and I've masturbated and I just looked, I took a deep breath and it kind of was like, okay, I'm back who me. I'm back I'm back to who I am. Yeah. At that point, yeah, it's the problem. But everything starts with one. It's called <laughs> the post-nut clarity. It's, it's so weird to, but it's true. It's a real thing. It really is. It's like, I remember when I was like dealing with that, it always, I always came back to the same realization. What am I doing? What what am I what, mm-hmm. what am I conditioning my brain to? Which we we dealt with that severely. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, repercussions of what we did in the past are prominent. It's like, but you know what happened to me the other day? Just a little quick side note. I was I was on my phone. I was gonna Google something. I think it was for school. Yeah. I'm always on the private anyway. I'm always on the private on the private incognito tab. Yeah. For for commercial purposes. You yeah. Know, so that people don't track what you're doing. Gotcha. <laughs> I was looking up for something for school, and when the keyboard popped up, my eyes started writing a website. Oh, because of the fact that you were on the incognito tab, and then and the fact that it was like such a big thing from in my teen habit. years. It was habit. Yeah, it was a habit. Even though it's been a while. Yeah. My eyes just did this X V I D. And then I'm like, I shook my head. I'm like, bro, I'm looking for something for school. <laughs> that was recently? Yeah, that was maybe like a week ago. Man, that's that's wild. That is wild. Do you know why? Because there's certain times that I can't open certain uh, apps without thinking like, whoa. Mm. Like the fact that I'm, for example, Reddit. Reddit is great. Or Twitter, they're great just mm-hmm. for entertainment value. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't censor anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like. I shouldn't be on this app right now. Yeah. Not that I have any intention or desire to do anything, but the fact that what this app used to represent for me in the past kind of like filters into... You got to keep yourself on a short leash, man, because one image can literally it can, it set can you un- back... Unhinge. Set you back months or years of or progress. years of progress. It really can. Which, by the way, for anyone struggling with that, uh, fight the new drug. It's an excellent organization. They are non-religious, non-legislative, and they are non-profit. Go for them. Look them up. They have a lot of good resources for people who are struggling with that. That's just a shameless plug in there because I am a brand ambassador for them. Fightthenewdrug.org. Go and get some help because they really can help you. They're, they're great. And <laughs> they have some stats that might scare you. So maybe that what you, that's what you need. Be aware. <laughs> that's what you need. But um, with that being said, with that being said, it's true. 
a simple slip up can set you back years. Mm-hmm. And then you get numb to that setback. You're like, might as well. Mm-hmm. I'm already here. I've dealt with this before. Then the sense of comfort starts yep. to come in. The sense of not even comfort, familiarity starts to come in. Something something that I read the other day, it was like months ago, and, and it really helped me. It really encouraged me in a way, but at the same time, it kind of, no, it did encourage me. And it was saying basically the closer you get to God, the more sin bothers you. Yeah. And there was at one point where it didn't bother me. True. But re- like recently up to like maybe this year, and I tell this to everybody, I'm like, okay, I am a, I am a, what's the word? I am a, like I converted again. Yeah. That's what I say to everybody. Because I'm not going to lie, I was stuck in my ways and I wouldn't even consider myself to be a man of faith. But I tell everybody, I'm like, okay, this is my story. And it felt, it feel, it felt good at one point. It did bother me. And I was like, okay, it's a sign though. Yeah. That at least I recognize that I'm back to like, okay, it's guilty now. It's yeah. not something I shouldn't be doing. And that helps so much to know that that the shame isn't good, but it's a sign that you you're you know, you know that you you you're not where you need to be. Bro, sometimes sometimes shame is a good thing. Cause it leads us to repentance, which leads us to to literally turn away from these things. Which leads us to revealing, which leads us to healing. Ah, I got your train of thought there. But 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 again, I, I really feel like we have to start consciously retraining our algorithms mm-hmm. in life. I'm sorry, this is gonna sound very, very boomer-ish. And I'm talking to myself here because this is this is me currently. I'm gonna be very open right now. This is me right now. You cannot spend more time on your phone than you do reading books. If you want to make it anywhere in life. You cannot spend more time death scrolling because that I call that death scrolling. You can't spend more time death scrolling like than educating yourself. Yeah. What have you learned in the past 10 years? Shoot, what have you learned in the past 10 months? What is a new skill that you've acquired? Bro, learn how to cook. How about that? Get a cookbook. Memorize some recipes. Get a hobby. Yeah, something. How about you learn how to install drywall and electricity? How about you learn how to do something with your hands other than swiping up and down? Bro, I promise you one day I'm going to draw like a representation of what the algorithm is. It's going to be a phone, somebody swiping, and underneath it's just going to be monsters just brewing. And depending on what you swipe, that that's what they do. That's the monster. That's because they eat your brain. And I, and this is where this is where my conspiracy theorist side comes out. It's on purpose. There, we are being desensitized as men. We're being demasculated as men. Well, the feminization of men is a real thing, and I don't care what anyone has to say about that. I don't care if you believe left, right, or the feminization of men is a real problem. Men no longer want to be men. Like Manny said earlier, men want to be women. They want to be pampered. And guess what? We deserve We deserve to be pampered. We deserve to be taken care of and mm-hmm. treated, right? But we also need to understand that for us to actually deserve that, we have to be men. My wife will not take care of me how I deserve to be taken care of if she's not taking care of by me how she deserves to be taken care of. Not only that, but again, back to the single stage, you got to do that for yourself. You don't know what you deserve unless you do it for yourself. Exactly. What What do you want? How about that? You ask a man what he wants, and nine times out of ten, he won't be able to tell you. That's true. And you know what's even sadder? You ask a married man what he wants, and with even more difficulty, he'll tell you. You know why? Because he spends his entire time trying to please his wife, please the kids, what's going on with the house, and he doesn't have any time to sit down and think about himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any time to... And to a certain degree, that's a noble thing. Yeah. To a certain point... 
that is what real leadership is. You put yourself last. You put everyone else first. That's not a popular train of thought. Oh, you need to take care of yourself. You need to work on yourself. Do that when you're single. Mm-hmm. But the calling of, of, of a husband is not the calling of being single. The calling of a husband is to lay down your life for that woman, for those kids, to put yourself at the very end, and they come first. But nobody wants to hear that. We, we, we are growing up in this selfish me culture. What can I get? What can they do for me? And that is why we're thinking all this backwards. How good is the sex? Exactly. If your sex ain't good, I don't want it. Bro, that's... Honestly, I'm not saying it should... It's not important. Mm, yeah, I don't know. But that should be the least of your worries. Because <laughs> write this down for anyone listening to this. Good sex will not keep a good woman. It is not enough. Because... And if, it, and if it's enough, it's not, the good, it's not the right or good woman. Exactly, because most of these bums, can, they, they can do it. Most of these unemployed men, they can do it. They can. Let's be honest. This is not this special talent that only good men have. No. M- many men can, can satisfy a woman. Actually, let's not be honest, and let's just put it as what it is. Most of these men deal with... Most of these men have dealt with pornography or certain things. Most of these men, sober, can't perform how they do off the honey pack. They can't. That's true. Let's be real. There's so many... A guy without a honey pack is Tony Stark without his suit on. Well, no. No. No, because Tony Stark without a suit on, he's still a Playboy billionaire philanthropist who's a genius. That's you know who that's, his, that's his personality. Captain America without the serum. Okay, you know, okay. What the serum is literally. Uh, okay. You see, it's a better analogy. Okay. Let me do the superhero analogies from now on. <laughs> okay? You you let me handle the superhero Yeah, I can't believe you ruined this serious moment. But, okay. <laughs> it's not ruined. It's, okay. It's, it's improved right now. <laughs> but, yes, like, that's just the reality of the fact. Most of these guys with one-night stands, that's that's what they're doing. Bro, there's so much more than just that, than the honey pack. M- men without a certain amount of sex in the week. No good. If they don't have the blue chew, they don't got the rhino pill. The rhino pill. They don't got the honey pack or the Power Rangers as they're calling it now, nowadays. <laughs> if they don't have any... Bro, there's men getting injections, bro. It's a science to everything because the, you spend all your time feeding your body all these negative things and, and and feeding your mind all these negative things that you don't even realize in the bedroom they do affect somehow. Bro, if you're always liquored up, if you're always high, and if you're always watching adult videos, what do you think is going to happen to you? I'm going to be honest again. I'm going to be hot, honest, Go. open, and transparent. Go ahead. As a man who has watched a significant amount of porn in my life, my sex was garbage. I'm saying this on a hot... My sex was garbage. It's a direct... Hot dog cor- water. Correlation, bro. <laughs> hot dog the water. Moment, the moment I started being intentional about what I put into myself, my sex got way better. There's little changes. Stamina went up. Yeah. Vocalness was way better. I felt more comfortable within myself to be able to speak and take control in the in the, in the the sex. Rather than just because half the time when, when, when we're indulged so much in pornography, when we have sex, we tend to black out, yeah. which is why, why a lot of men don't even speak during sex. Because you're not having sex with a man. You're having sex with just kind of like a, a robot. Whatever's there. Yeah, whatever's there. Yeah. And then, and then your clarity, your intimacy 
is increased because you're no longer seeing this person as an object. You're seeing them as your wife. You're seeing them. Exactly, for who they are. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you know, guys, I promise you one day we're going to do an episode. I keep promising that. I mean, it's coming. Just I'm just full, waiting for you to let me know. A full episode on this. You need to, you know, get let's get our stats right. But it's important that we start talking for men and women because women go through the same things too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like you can't come because you have ten years using that same vibrator. Exactly. You know? So that's what it's used to. But, but and and I just want you to tell. I I need to tell you right now. There's ways out. There really is, are resources, and we've been lied to. Like, the your diet affects your mm-hmm. intimacy one hundred percent. The way that you view yourself and your confidence especially as a man, mm-hmm. affects your performance a lot. The amount of hours that you work can kill your sex drive, mm-hmm. absolutely just decimate it. And you as a woman, if you don't take all these variables into accountability for your man, you are not doing anything other than adding more pressure to that man, which is going to make it even worse. So there's a lot of things that we have to talk about, things that people aren't willing to talk about. However, right now, I just want us to understand that we as men have to take a step back. We we need to look at the at the big picture. Marriage is a great thing. Stop believing the bitter broke person on the corner that's divorced three times saying, "Oh, women are all cheaters." No, bro. Mm. You just didn't know how to take care of your wife. Mm. Women, stop believing every broke hoe that comes your way tells you, "Oh, if he don't got the money in his pocket, he's... no, men are not bank accounts. They're men. They're, they're human beings with feelings. And if you treat your man like a human being, you will reap the benefits of a great marriage. If you treat him like a bank account, get ready to be treated like a body count. I'm sorry. These are just the facts. And if you're not willing to understand that, you should not be in an altar getting married to somebody. Don't say you do until you actually do. Mm. Damn. That is what we're. That, that's what we're dealing with nowadays. We're not taking anything seriously. And it's it's interesting because you and I are both young men. Mm-hmm. We're not old. Okay. Why is it that I see men twice my age thinking like 17 and 8-year-olds and 18-year-olds? Because even they were failed when it comes to role models, which is what we're here for. We're here to shift the landscape. Yeah, that's what that's that's honestly what I'm trying to do. I want to create better, uh, better representations of marriage, even if it's just mine, bro. Somebody told me. It was like a year ago. It was before I got my CDL a year ago. It was like, oh, marriage is a bad idea. The stats are against you. You're going to you know, you're going to get divorced eventually. And I told him, bro, I don't give a damn about anyone else's stats. Mm-hmm. I just care about what I'm doing in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Stats are irrelevant for a man who's actually going to do the right thing. Stats are irrelevant for anybody who's going to sit down, take, put in the work, even if it's difficult. Because we, we, we kind of like leave this part out. It's hard. It is difficult to keep a marriage going. It is difficult to man up to your mistakes. It's difficult to let go of bad habits. Just like I'm saying, it's difficult for me to put my phone down. It's difficult for many men difficult for them to put their their joysticks down, their their controllers down. It's difficult for men to be men. But the reason is because we do not have a lot of role models that teach us how to, I'm telling you bro, I'm telling you right now, the fact that I had the father that I had puts me at an advantage. Not many men have that. Mm-hmm. Either the fathers weren't there or they were not the best men. 
I love that man Juan. To be honest, he's he was he's been a father to me, bro. He as as tough as he was, as dry as he is, one of the, can be the sometimes. There's one time, there's one time, and I hope your brother's hearing because I know I know how he is. There's one time. You remember how I used to I used to get water at the at the river. Yeah. One time I went with him, just me and him. The fr- I was nervous as heck. I was like, "Damn, I'm I'm with this man. This man is tough on his kids." Blah blah. This man says, "I know I don't tell Josue this much, but I'm proud of him. I just want him to be the man that I know he can be." And I told Josue that, and he was like, "Why doesn't he tell me that?" But I know he showed it. Yeah. I know that he showed it, and like. We just gotta take the we gotta take the good and we just gotta reject the bad, bro. We do. I'm tearing up right now, bro. Cause no <laughs> no man no man is perfect. There's no perfect dad. There isn't. There isn't. And I, I always say for all the flaws that he has, because flawed human beings. Mm-hmm. He really stood up in the midst of a culture that tells men that they can't do it. In the midst of a culture that that tells men that they're not supposed to be this, bro. My mom and my dad, they would take turns working, like because they were really trying to build an empire, and to to some degree they did. Yeah, they, they did. It's like my mom held it down for a few months while he worked in in the business. My dad held it down for a few months while she took some time off, and they did that back and forth. And whenever my mom was like working, held, holding it down, my dad was at home with us, mm-hmm. showing us how to be men. I always tell the story. When my mom was wor- was cleaning in the kitchen and he got home and we were playing video games, he's like, uh-uh, not in this house. I'm raising y'all to be men. Mm-hmm. And men do not let their mothers, their wives, slave away while they're doing nothing. He wanted he wanted to be a father rather Bro, than that, they're just a best friend. Even when he told us that, that was counterculture, especially for Dominican men. Mm-hmm. Because if if there's anything I've noticed in, in, in our culture, men like to be taken care of more than they take care of, of their wives. Their wives cook. They do everything for them. Their wives make sure that they have a meal when they get home, which is a great thing. Yeah. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. However, the same energy isn't returned many of the time. My dad was not that man. My mother made sure that my dad had food every day when when he got back. Sometimes she would time it so that when he got home, it was about to be ready so he could eat a hot meal with us, which that in itself is amazing. Yeah. The fact that they actually did that. But my mother took care of him. And he took care of her, which for those of you who don't know, recently, uh, a bit over a year ago, my father had a, a massive stroke. Mm. He was left paralyzed. He, he he couldn't walk for a bit. He could barely speak. He couldn't do anything for himself. And my mother gladly rose up to the task of taking care of him. And you can ask her, is this a burden for you? Yo. And she'll say, nah. I just, I'm just glad my man is alive. Like she does it gladly because my father did that for her. This is a long term thing. It's longevity that we're not seeking, bro. Longevity is not even a, in the conversation anymore. Mm-mm. People get married with divorce in the back of their brains. They get married with, <laughs> well, where's a prenup? I'm not, I'm not against prenups, by the way. I'm not against. Prenups. It's like this morning or like yesterday. I was on Instagram and I and I saw I saw that this celebrity. I'm I'm never invested in celebrity relationships at all but i saw i think it was um keenan thompson yeah something like that divorcing his wife of 22 years and i just said i just said how do you how do you manage to get divorced after such a long time bro it's funny that you mentioned the celebrity thing because i also 
am not invested in any celebrity at all. Mm. However, whenever a celebrity is getting divorced, that hurts me for some reason. Divorce always hurts me. Joe Jonas recently with Sophie Turner. Uh, Hugh Jackman with his wife mm-hmm. recently. Uh, it just It's just normal. It's normal. Mm-hmm. And then I, I ask myself, why is this normal? It, it it never feels like it's normal because if it was normal, I'd be like, eh, whatever. I think the reason people, people it's so normal to people is because, like you said, they go into marriage with the divorce in the back of their head. So they have that. They already have their guard up. They already have the expectation. So in case yeah. it does happen, it's like, okay, at least I'm mentally prepared. Listen, people call me dumb for saying this, but it's true. I got married and my wife and I, we both told ourselves divorce is not a possibility. It just cannot happen. And I keep telling people. If one day I have to, you know, swallow those words, I'll do it. But mm-hmm. until then, I'm not I'm not going to give that any any space in my brain. I told her, we're, th- this is it. I'm done. We're not seeking for anything else. Mm-hmm. We're we're not thinking that this is not going to last. If if you put on my last name, you're sticking with that last name. If I brought you into my home, you're staying in my home. If you took me as your husband, that's it. Why is this not normal anymore? Why why, why do we have the 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 mentality of this is temporary, like it's tu- like it's plastic Tupperware? We don't. We just don't value the partners that we choose. To be honest, we th- that mentality of there's more fish in the sea is 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 what's crippling us. Really? It's it's really it's sad that it's it's more acceptable to think that divorce can happen mm-hmm. than to think that it shouldn't happen. Just with the mentality of of that I can always find better. Yeah. You should have chosen better the first time around. Bro, there has been a great saying that I actually love. The grass is not greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. Mm. If you are looking everywhere else, you're looking at grass that someone else watered. And you don't have the access to that grass. Mm -hmm. You have a beautiful lawn, a beautiful, a a great patch of of grass on your side. And you have the, the perfect amount of water. Why are you looking at someone else's lawn? Bro, listen, my neighbor's yard, beautiful. That man puts in the work, but it looks like that because he puts in the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm—it's funny because I'm talking about that literally and metaphorically. That man—he—the house—he's—he built that with his hands in 1972. He's a retired Air Force veteran. He's there, and I always see him doing things around the house. He's in his late 70s, 80s, something like that. His wife—he puts her above everything. He takes care of that woman. His yard, he takes care of that yard. I've never seen that grass get high. He takes care of everything. And he, he, he was telling me about how when he got married, he was like, listen, back then d- divorce was even bigger taboo than it is now. Mm-hmm. But I didn't care about that because I loved my wife. And she hasn't worked a day since, we got ma- since uh, I retired. But you know what the problem is? It's not, it's not the fact that you have a, 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 the perfect amount of water to water this grass. Yeah. It's the fact that since in the singleness, you didn't gain enough water at all to even water yourself. 
it all goes back to the investment in yourself at first. That's what it really comes down to. You can't water this grass. First of all, even if the grass is there, don't mean I got to water it right now. Exactly. Without me being refined and, and, and watered. And also, and also. And I don't need somebody to water me when I can when I have tools that I can use. You can use. do it yourself. But also, we, we also have to understand something. Not every deal is a good deal. Mm. Don't get with everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't inv- Because if you really value yourself, don't invest your life into someone who doesn't value you. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing that we do. It's not always a man's fault. Sometimes they chose wrong, and now they're dealing with somebody who, quite frankly, does not value them to the degree that they, w- they deserve to be valued. But that comes from knowledge. That comes from knowledge and knowing yourself and knowing what you deserve. Bro, you know what some, I, some people, I said it in one of my TikTok videos, some people are willing to take on that project. Yeah, they are, but you, you know what I really think it comes down to? A lack of self-respect and a very big act of desperation. Mm. You have to be very desperate and respect yourself very little to intertwine your entire life to somebody that you do not think you're going to stay with. How desperate are you? Do you know how 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 extensive legal battles are when it comes to divorce do you know how expensive these things are do you know how much of a toll that takes on you you're no longer somebody oh yeah we have no you are divorced now that marks you as as much as you don't want to and it's mm-hmm. it's harsh it's harsh to to think about this because there's many many maybe people that are dealing with marital issues right now that they don't know where they stand with their marriage that they don't know what's going on. Many men out here whose women are doing them dirty. Many women out here whose men are treating them dirty. There's a lot of nonsense going around. But you have to, in, in order for you to be able to resolve something, you have to be honest with yourself first. Number one, were you the problem? As in, were you the one who made a poor decision in inviting this person into your life? Were you a better person before you were with this person? And is there a, any saving this? I always believe that unless there's domestic violence or infidelity, Saving it is at least an option. Mm-hmm. You should at least work towards it. Because the just like Manny just typed in here, till death do us part, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. People don't like that. That's a long time. Yes. It is until death does you. That means you're no longer physically able to be with this person. It's no longer an option. I love that the way that they phrase that, till death do us part. It's because that's not even an option anymore. If you want to, you can't. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're alive, you have to because you committed to that person. But before you even commit to that person, you have all of the tools to discern whether or not that's a good investment, whether or not that's a good idea. With Actually, that brings me to the question of the day. That's a, that's a great... I'm just going to... Because I don't want to go too far off, right? Okay. It's from a man. Should I marry her? Sup, fellas, I love your content, and I really need your help. I was going to propose to my girl, but recently I found out that she is still friends with her quote-unquote work husband that I specifically asked her to stay away from. Reason being, I love that he gives a reason. He doesn't just tell his wife not to be, you know. Mm -hmm. Reason being, he confessed to her years ago that he had feelings for her. She said, they were just friends and left it at that, but doesn't understand that men don't think the same way. Any help would be appreciated. Do not marry that woman. Usually, I, I like to sugarcoat things. Do not marry that woman. 
Yeah, I agree. I have so much to say. Say it. I have so much to say. There's so many issues here. Say number it. one. Number one, the most important part. She doesn't respect you. Mm-hmm. If I ask my wife, baby, I don't like the friendship you have with that person, and I give you clear and concise reasons as to why, mm-hmm. I'm not questioning your intelligence. I'm telling you why I don't see this as a good fit. Number one, why do you have a male friend that I do not know that is not my friend? Mm-hmm. That's not a, a you know. That doesn't make a any mutual sense. Friend. That is just inappropriate. Right. You you can think what you want. I don't care. That's my. Those are my values. Do not marry that woman. She does not respect you. Furthermore, even if she thinks that it's innocent, at at a certain point in time it wasn't because he told her that he liked her. Mm-hmm. I want to know if they were dating. When he told her this, because that means that this man does not acknowledge this man as her man. The worker? Yeah. Mm. The co-worker does not acknowledge him as this woman's man. And that is a very problematic thing. Like, how many levels of disrespect are going to come my way before you understand what's going on? Yeah. So, by no means should you marry this woman. Absolutely not. She doesn't respect you. She doesn't understand... That this man is still after you. How blind do you have to be? Oh, you know, we're just friends. Psych. And men don't just say men don't just say they like you too. Like they don't like to gamble it. Nope. So there must have been something that made him feel like he had the 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 chance of a maybe or a possibility for him to boldly be like, yo. Yeah. I like you. I rock with you. My question is why why did he recently find out? That they were still friends, which means that she probably held that a secret for some time. Mm. Is she maybe holding on to that for a certain comfort at work? That should not be coming from another man that is not her man? I mean, women love having a plan B. That's, that's No pun intended. That's terrible, though. That's terrible. You should never have a plan B. If you're serious with a person, if you, if you are about to be proposed to... Mm-hmm. That means that there was certain level of seriousness to this. Yeah. And by having a plan B, you fumbled the bag because you was about to be a wife. Mm-hmm. Now you's about to be leftovers at work because this man, he's, what do you think is going to happen? Because I really hope that this man listening, like, I really hope that he does leave her. Right. I'm never, I'm never for that. But in this case, especially since they're not married, avoid yourself a lifetime of suffering, please. But if he leaves her, what do you think is going to happen with that work husband? Do you think he's just going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, and just that's it? Nah. He's going to be like many men are. He's going to devour the prey. Of course, if he lets her. If she lets him, him. Which... If if he's still, if she's still entertaining that, mm-hmm. I don't see why she wouldn't, honestly. But the point is, you disrespected your man. You 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 challenged his authority, and that's gonna sound a little bit rough and maybe even a little bit misogynistic and whatever. But he asked you not to be intertwined with the, it's giving Jada giving Jada Pickett Smith, bro. It's giving entanglement vibes. He's really giving entanglement vibes. 
if let's let's just flip the roles real quick. I believe that women have a much deeper sense of intuition than men do. Right. I believe so. If your girl would were to ask you, "Hey baby, listen." Especially if she said that she liked you. <laughs> don't even get But ba- hey baby, listen, I don't like her. I don't like the 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 vibes with her. I would prefer if you were not friends with her. And let's say that years down the line, she found out that you were still being friends with her. Even after she specifically asked you. Didn't tell you. Because I don't believe that adults tell other adults. She asked you, hey, baby, listen. I don't like that. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're just going to go over, well, oh, baby, she's just a friend? Really, she's just a friend. Then why did you have her hidden from me? Why was this not something I was aware about? It all goes back to the friendships and, and the genders and everything, bro. I do not believe that a man should be friends with a woman that his wife does not know. And vice versa. It's yeah. going to create problems. Just like it's happening here. Mm-hmm. You never, you can know your intentions, but you never know their intentions. No other person's exactly. You never do. And in this case, they do know his intention. What, you think that just because you said no, that that's it, that man is over it? Mm-hmm. Nah, this man's playing the long game. <laughs> and it's sad to say it looks like he won. Or he's winning. Or it looks like he's winning. Because now, now you got a man questioning whether or not he should marry someone. Mm-hmm. Bro, don't do it. And that's and that's such a tough thing, putting myself in putting myself in his shoes because this man probably feels like he genuinely loves this woman and he feels like maybe she's the one, in his opinion. Maybe she's the one. Yeah, and now he probably feels himself like he's like stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, do I do the self-respecting thing, or do I feel like I can still save this? And that that right there, if you're battling with this even before you're married, mm-hmm. this is not something that. The, no, no. At this point, you're entering into simp territory. Yeah. At this point, and I hate that word, but this is the actual use of that word. Do not bend over backwards for this woman who obviously does not have your well-being in mind. If your woman does not respect your 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 uh, your boundaries, your boundaries as a man, if it, because here's the thing, men to to begin with, we lack boundaries all of our lives, mm-hmm. and to be setting them down is a good thing. It's mm-hmm. a healthy thing, and to disrespect those boundaries, to not accept the fact that men do not think the same, that we do in fact sometimes have predatory intentions. Mm-hmm. That's a really crappy thing to say out loud, but it's true. If you're playing the long game, if you're just sitting around, guess what? Brother is gonna he's gonna score eventually if you let him. Yeah. I think I think that's what it goes down to. Um just setting that 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 boundary if you're listening. Like and I don't wanna be the one to sugarcoat it, and I'm not. I I hundred percent agree with my brother Johan here. I think that but I think the conversation that is is supposed it needs to take place needs to be a stern one, and you need to set your boundaries and say, "Look," and and you need to say, "Look, these were my intentions. I don't even care if you blow the whole surprise about the engagement or anything. I'm like, these are my intentions. Yeah, put the ring down on the table and be like, this is what I wanted for you, and this is what I wanted for us. And from what I found out, you are not in the same boat as me. So this is what I think should be done. That's true. If as a man you want to continue and try to save it. Again, it's your relationship. Absolutely. At the end of the day. But if you want to put your foot down and be like, you know what? I'm stepping back. Um, I love you. I appreciate the time we had together. But I don't see myself continuing with something that I'm walking in I'm walking in with my eyes closed. 
you you have to respect yourself, man. How is it like you know me putting myself in his shoes? How is it that I'm I have a ring here? I have purchased a ring that means something. Yet I am competing with a man that you simply work with. Wow. Damn, bro. When you put it like that, when it, <laughs> when you put it like that, the, the, there's really no the scale should, should the scale should be like this, really. Damn. I have a ring for you, and I'm competing with a simple co-worker. That will destroy any man's pride, bro. That just puts everything into perspective, and I hope that he hears it enough to make the smart and right decision for his being. Bro, my heart is breaking. How do you put it like that? It's like, imagine all the money that he spent on her. Because if you're going to propose to a woman, I assume that you spent money on her. Time, too. Time, emotional investment, could have been with another person, could have been single, living your best life, how many fights they went through, all for you to, and I want to be fair here, I'm not saying that this woman has any romantic involvement with this man, Mm -hmm. or even any romantic intention with the co-worker, but the co-worker does have them with you. Of course. And that is enough for you to listen to what your man is asking you. Or is asking of you. In fact, in fact, I will be the man to say, your man shouldn't even have to ask you to cut ties with a person who has feelings for you. If you are with another person. That should be automatic. Mm-hmm. My wife tells me all the time, no man, I don't care who he is, he's not going to get a text out of me. Let alone, a re- because he, there was more to the text. But he, basically, this man told me that he found out they were texting. That they were you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that's how he found out. Because mm-hmm. she's like, he was like, yo, I don't know what's in like, yo, who's who's that? Oh, that's this, that's such and such. Hmm. The same guy who I asked you not to engage with mm-hmm. at work. Oh, but we just friends. Jail. Because you know what you were doing. Because you didn't tell me about this. Yeah. And after the conversation, you didn't tell me, hey, listen, I'm so... No, you did it behind my back. Mm -hmm. You knew that I was going to get upset, and you knew why I was going to get upset. Mm -hmm. And this is when women like to make men feel crazy for asking the same thing that they would ask of them. Oh, were you just being jealous? Yes, you know what? I'm saying right now, I'm a jealous husband. Not everybody has access to my wife. And that's just... That's on everything. That's even a trait between Christ and the church. Because the Bible says that Jesus himself is jealous with us. Exactly. Exactly. And we're called to love our wives like Jesus loves us or like Jesus loved the church. So with that being said, going back to my point, there are certain things that I believe are exclusive to a relationship. You cannot be giving any old boy the same privileges, the same amount of access to you. Because if if we put it on paper, the only thing you're not engaging with this man is sexually. But you're both feeding off of each other's energy. You're both giving each other this. In, this inti- this is intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's intimacy to a degree that many people will not understand. But it is intimacy to a point. And just like that man should not have access to you. You would not want your man to have access to another woman. Now would you? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't like him to be flirting at work. Because you're going to see it as flirting. But why do you see your thing as a friendship? I'm telling you again. Not everybody has access to my wife. Just like not everybody has access to me. We are exclusive with each other. We are one for 
each other. She's for me, not for her. Mm-hmm. That should not start when you get married. And I'm sorry. This is this is ultimately just a red flag peaking, and you do what you want with that. To the guy, you know, don't confuse gold with crap. Yeah, don't do it. And Hannah asked a question: What's so wrong with being jealous with your significant uh, of your significant other? Like agreeing with us? She's agreeing with us. I don't know. What's wrong with it is the verbiage that we have applied to it. Oh, he's just jealous. He's insecure. That's what they want to. That's what they get mm-hmm. you. Oh, she's just being insecure. He's just being insecure. I'm securing my marriage. Exactly. Forget what you think about me. It's like, remember that video I posted about how I don't have female friends? Mm-hmm. That my wife doesn't know that my is not friends with my wife? Mm-hmm. Almost, I'm going to say about 85% of people agreed with that take. Mm-hmm. The other 15% called me insecure. Call me whatever you want. What I know I'm going to have is a lasting marriage. Yep. That's what I know. This is where the protector part of things go comes in. I have to protect you from what's outside. I have to protect you from other men's intentions. Because, again, he said she does not understand that men think like this. Men who want nothing. Because here's the thing. If you're married or you're dating someone and a man is still trying to get with you, he 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 doesn't have lasting intentions with you. No. He has temporary sexually satisfying intentions with you. That is all. And if he doesn't see, if he doesn't take a step back, he sees you as an easy come up. He sees you as loose. So that right there, you should respect yourself and take a step back. However, however, you need to understand insecurity is not a factor here. It's the opposite. It's me wanting to secure my marriage. It's me wanting to protect my wife from other men's intentions. It's my wife wanting to protect me from other women's intentions. Mm-hmm. It's us wanting to keep a close circle where we understand that we protect each other. Like I say, I am jealous for my wife. I'm not jealous with her because she doesn't do anything to, to, mm-hmm. to get any, any jealousy out of me and mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. And if it ever comes to the point where she's somebody being inappropriate with me, she knows how to address it. Hey, listen, you're being inappropriate with my man. What are you doing? She won't, she won't take that crap because she knows who she is. She has a spot. She has a right as my wife. She has a right to challenge things that challenge her marriage. Right. Why do we not do that anymore? Why do we see that as being insecure and as being jealous in a bad light? Bro, be jealous with that woman. Be jealous with that man. At the end of the day, just... Like I said, this is a peaking red flag. This or this can be a sign, buddy. Divorce is expensive, as we said it. It is. It's, it's a ex- long process. It's expensive, and if and if sometimes it's not how, so so sometimes it's important how you begin. And this doesn't look like a good beginning. Nope. Usually, when things start off bad, they end bad. So usually, not always, but usually. So without the honorably and great title of a wife, this woman is doing this. I don't recommend that you marry her because the title of a wife is not something that you want to be tarnished, that you want to tarnish. I just, I feel like we don't fully understand the office of being a wife or the office of being a husband, like the role that it plays. You wouldn't vote for anyone, just anyone, to be president. Not everyone should occupy the office of wife. Mm Mm-hmm. 
she doesn't see you as a man, because I'm sorry, bro, I'm going to hurt your ego right now, but it's for your own good. She doesn't see you as a man. If you asked her specifically to stay away from a person for her own good and the good of the relationship, she valued that man's entertainment, whatever she gets off of him, more than she valued y'all's relationship. That's not going to change just because she has a rock on her finger. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not going to change just because she has your last name. Shoot, that's not even going to change just because y'all have kids, mm-hmm. which I don't think they have kids. I hope they don't. But at the end of the day, choosing a bad wife is a lifelong mistake. You will live to regret it every single day. Dang, I, it wasn't like this. Dang, I could have been single. Dang, I could have had someone else. Yeah. Or dang, you could have been with that other girl that you know about. That did treat you right. That did look at you and respect you as a man. Before the wife that you chose wrongly, you held the boundaries. Something exactly, that she didn't do. Exactly. It is time that you start to respect yourself. And, bro, again, I'm telling you. She doesn't see you as a man. Because a woman that loves her man will respect his wishes. And even if those wishes aren't as, you know, as coherent... At least explain them to her, and she'll try. We can agree to disagree sometimes. We don't have to agree on everything. Hey, babe, I don't like it when you text that many women. Well, we're not doing nothing, but fine. Boom. That should end right there. And you should respect her boundaries. Mm-hmm. Why are you with somebody? Why are you even debating? Like, I'm glad that you sent this in because, you know, hopefully this is what you needed to hear. But why are you even debating buying a rock, buying a house, buying a lifetime of benefits for a person who wouldn't even consider your request for a second. And like Oscar said, you're playing number player two hmm. to a coworker. You're Luigi, bro. You're player two. Bro, I feel like you should you're a Mario man. You're a Mario to somebody. <laughs> you're you're a Mario to somebody. But right now, I feel like even Luigi, you're probably Wario to, to this woman, bro. You're Yoshi. You're Toad. You need to level up, bro. You need you need to get out of there as soon as possible. And do it, you know, just, hey, listen, I'm respecting my boundaries because you didn't respect them. Yeah, it don't, it don't got to be a heated argument. Yeah, just like, listen, I thought about it because apparently he found out a few days ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. This isn't worth it. I wasn't worth it to you. And I don't feel like you're worth it to me anymore. I'm sorry. I'm taking the stand in my life. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he's young, so this is good. So please, bro, please respect yourself and get out of there. That's all I got. That's all we got. That's all we got, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be live next Thursday, hopefully on time. Hopefully I'll make it here on time. <laughs> hopefully I'll make it here on time. <laughs> I live here. Anyway, uh, y'all take it easy. Remember, stand comfortable and shift the landscape. We're out.